Hi, February 22nd, 2021. My name's Tom Yakupin, and this is the Tom Yakupin Podcast, also known as yakopinions.com. Uh, you can find us on the web, YouTube, Facebook, Amazon, Spotify, God knows where else we, I, I don't know where else we are. But Brad, uh, my friend Brad of Didius Incorporated, by the way, if you need any videos, you need any help, podcast launching, business consulting, marketing, Didius Inc. would be a good place to go. Today, we're going to feature yet another guest, uh, uh, once again, showing some of the best of Pittsburgh in the tri-state. Uh, last week, we, were, we enjoyed Jim Lake from ISDA Financial Life, and we were talking a little bit about products such as life insurance and annuities, which can help consumers, uh, at, you know, in a time of need, right? Directing wealth, creating wealth, uh, things of that nature, so that stuff gets paid, money goes where it should go, et cetera, et cetera. But a big part of uh, estate planning, a big part of any planning, you know, whether you have a large estate uh, with, you know, complex needs or, or not, is good counsel. Uh, on you know how to get your affairs in order before you need them to be right. So today we have from uh, uh, right here from Pittsburgh, and it's uh, Pittsburgh Wills and Estates. Uh, he is a, a licensed attorney and and a really a cool guy and a friend. Mr. Lloyd Welling is our guest today. He's going to tell you a little bit about himself. Hopefully, he gets into like you know uh, growing up in Pittsburgh as well as the business, uh, who they are, problems they solve, and I want to encourage you because he's help me personally. If you need somebody like this, uh, I would highly recommend working with this guy, although he's a little kooky and you have to get over his Pittsburgh accent. But Lloyd, thanks for being with us today, man. Tell us about yourself. Again, I hope I got the name of your business exactly right. If not, we'll get it out there and Brad will get your website and everything on, uh, you know, as a visual for people to see. But thank you and welcome aboard. Oh, thanks for having me, Tom. You, you came close. American Wills and Estates. Is the American, name of the the, thank you. And I started. What did I call it? What you called it, Pittsburgh? Well, what did I say? Close. Pittsburgh of American. It, thank it's you. It's an understandable mistake because normally five minutes into speaking with me, they say, "My God, he's straight from Pittsburgh." Um, straight from Pittsburgh. Parents, that's right. Much to my parents' chagrin, they're both retired English professors. I, I don't know how I picked up this heavy Pittsburgh accent, but I own it. And I accept it. Um, I started this law firm back in 1997. I run it with myself and four other lawyers. And as the name would imply, we do two things. We do estate planning, wills, trusts, powers of attorney, you know, from the pre-planning side while living. And then we do probably 50 to 60% of the practice as a state administration or probate work. Very procedural in nature, hence my casual appearance today. I get into court maybe 20 to 30 times a year. Most of my job is done sitting in front of a computer, uh, meeting clients. It's very uh, procedurally driven, paperwork driven. But I've been at it a long time. Sometimes I feel like too long. Uh, 28 years in practice and about 25 of those now in this firm. Wow. Well, first of all, congratulations. I mean, you know, it's no it is uh, it's a big task, I think, you know, to be um, a part of 
small business venture. I, I can't wait to hear how things came about. But uh, talk a little bit about your upbringing. I mean, born and raised in the area. Where'd you go to high school? Uh, who's your there's, favorite, uh, you know, uh, no historical stealer? I want to know it all. There's, there's no doubt I was born and raised here in Pittsburgh. Uh, I grew up in the South Hills in Upper St. Clair and graduated from Upper St. Clair High School in 1982. And as you know, we have some mutual friends that go all the way back and further uh, from that time. Um, I am a typical Pittsburgh guy in the sense that I've lived here my whole life. Uh, I've started my business here. I currently live in Mount Washington, which is convenient to our main offices, which are on the south side of Pittsburgh. Um, but like so many people from this area and from Pittsburgh, it's that after I'll be 58 in May and after 58 years of living in Pittsburgh, I'll tell you what, sometimes I wonder if I wasn't born in the wrong climate. These winters, and I'm looking out mm -hmm. my windows, I'm talking to you, and yet another gray day in front of us. So. They, they can certainly start to beat you down after 58 years. Lots of gray weather out yeah. there. Lots of it. Brad and I were just saying, I'm like, I'm be, I have to use my imagination now as, as much as possible and look forward to spring and, you know, fishing on the Allegheny River and riding my dirt bike and all that kind of thing. Otherwise, this is about when I start to unravel, Lloyd. You're, you're exactly correct. <laughs> well, I, I'm throwing caution to the wind once again during this whole COVID pandemic. I'm leaving myself for Florida on March 4th, and I'm going to be down there for about 10 days on a golf trip. So I, I'm sure I will be donating a lot of golf balls to the many lakes and ponds of Tampa, Florida area. <laughs> Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, good for you, buddy. Well, listen. Um, well, that you know, it's it's great. And and Upper St. Clair, what a great area. And yes, it, it's it's interesting that uh, of all things, I was sharing, you know, off the air with Brad that uh, when my mother passed and I had to settle some matters of my own, uh, I called you guys really. I think just on a on a whim out of the yellow pages or something, and. And you helped me navigate some of those waters, bringing closure to, uh, you know, to, to the affairs of uh, the estate my mother left my sister and I. But then ironically, I was at a party at my neighbor's house, who's also Upper St. Clair guy. And lo and behold, who do I see there by the pool? But Lloyd Welling, you know, of American Wills and Estates. And I thought that was kind of cool, which right? made me. Yeah, 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 exactly. But it made me that much more comfortable that in the future, as I tackle some things, you know, um, I'm going to be 60 in April, right? I have four kids, three grandchildren. I own property here, property in Venango County, run a couple of small businesses. So you get to the point where you go, okay, um, I don't want to think about checking out, right? You know, I, I, as my dad said, I, I want to live to 103 and get shot by a jealous husband, but you don't know. But I can say that in the future, as we do some additional planning, I'll be calling you guys. But, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> talk a little bit about some of the services you provide and and why these types of things might be helpful for somebody now to think about and then and, and you know and and then i have some other questions for you but talk to me about the problems you solve lloyd and why hey tom there's no doubt about that it's what's interesting is 
There's nothing like a little pandemic to spur people into estate planning action. Um, we've, we've been open throughout this entire COVID pandemic and continuing to meet clients. Uh, many of the folks that we've been dealing with in the last year, they like the fact that we're willing to facilitate this often by phone calls and emails and Zoom meetings occasionally. But we've nonetheless continued to see clients in person throughout this if they're willing to do that. Um, when I say spur people into action for estate planning, obviously a big chunk of our business and what our firm does is estate planning, wills and trusts and powers of attorney. And you'd be surprised or maybe you wouldn't, but so many people we encounter never look at putting anything in place early on or when they should first be looking at that. Typically, when a couple is married and they're having children, that's really the point in time where they need to start thinking about putting some type of estate plan in place, especially if they have very young minor children. God forbid if something happens to those parents or they're killed in an accident and they have nothing in place, you know, all hell breaks loose from the standpoint. Now it's up to the courts to determine who's going to be in charge of those children, who their guardians are going to be, who the trustees of the money is going to be, all of which can be addressed in a not overly complicated manner if they do a little bit of estate planning. So it, that's when I encourage people to start thinking about it. But that being said, you know, probably a big chunk of our clientele are people in their 60s, 70s and older who have never addressed any of this. And now that they find themselves calling me or brought into a meeting often spurred on to do so by their children who are concerned, you know, mom or dad are getting up in age and they haven't addressed any of this. I always find it that the older the client is at the point they make this contact, the more emotional or difficult that meeting often is because as you said, nobody wants to think about their mortality. Nobody wants to think about that, hey, none of us are gonna live forever and we should have these things in place. So it's much easier to, to address it early on in life and then have the idea that every three, four, five years, I'm going to look at my estate plan and see if I need to tweak it or update it or do addendums to it. So I encourage folks, at an earlier age. You know, if you're having kids, it's time to start putting some type of plan in place. None of this, Tom, has to break the bank. You know, when I sit down with a young couple and we do a plan that has two, what I would call or refer to as long form wills, meaning that they might be 12 to 15 pages long and they're lengthy because within them, I'm calling for the establishment of a trust for their minor child or children. So they're lengthy wills, but they're still very formula driven. It's not like I'm recreating, you know, the wheel every time I do that type of estate plan. But oftentimes it's no more complicated for a young couple. Two wills, two durable powers of attorney, two living wills, which the living wills are sometimes called advanced directives 
or healthcare powers of attorney. Those apply to end of life decision making. But those six documents, and people are always shocked by this, I typically prepare for $450. If they're simpler wills, you know, just a six to eight page will that if the kids are older and grown up and financially established and we don't need that trust language any further, if I'm doing two simple wills, two powers of attorney and two living wills, $350. Now, we haven't changed our price structure on that type of basic estate planning in probably 15 years, much to the chagrin of my accountant, I might say, who keeps telling me that if I don't raise my prices soon, I may never get to retire. Um, but again, <laughs> where this stuff can get more complicated, the larger somebody's estate is, the more assets or wealth that they've acquired, then it may take on elements where I'm implementing irrevocable trust plans or revocable living trust plans, and it can become more expensive. But most people don't need to get into that, you know, right out of the gates. They need to put some basic protection in place and they don't need to be afraid that it's going to cost thousands of dollars to do so. Um, the other battle that we constantly are up against is in this world of Google, and you have to excuse my phone. I don't know if you can hear that ringing, but Judy is gone for the day. So my phone is going to ring. Yeah, no problem. Just a typical Monday and it <laughs> never fails. It's perfect. This, yeah, it's this perfect. Is the, this is the perfect time <laughs> of day when it starts ringing off the hook, by the way, because people are getting off work and they figure attorneys never get off work. Um, gotcha. But people don't need to be afraid of this, but they also should, in this world of Google, so many people think we don't need an attorney to put these types of things in place. We have LegalZoom and Rocket Lawyer and a million online services. And it all looks good. You know, if you Googled Wills, you could probably find six different sources advertising, you know, jump online and do a will for a hundred bucks. People need to be cautious about that stuff. You know, when you're using a lot of these online services, you're dealing with folks sitting in a cubicle in California, you're never speaking with a lawyer and the product that is ultimately being delivered to you, you don't know for certain whether it's even going to comport with Pennsylvania laws or whether it's gonna be properly executed, witnessed or notarized. It's a high risk thing to do any type of estate planning on a do it yourself basis or on one of these kind of online fill in the blank services. Moreover, and, and I kid you not, oftentimes our services are less expensive than many of those online do it yourself services. Um, so it, just something for people. I was going to say it, your prices. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, your prices, one would be foolish, you know, to go for a document, you know, and I feel like this, that, you know, there's, there's the document that you might buy online, but the relationship of having a qualified legal consultant and attorney, that relationship is, is worth 
far more than, you know, to me, based on the simple pricing that that you overviewed, I think people would be foolish not to uh, utilize the services of a professional where I get to chat with you, make sure that you understand my situation so you can advise, is the document we're going to use actually going to address the need, you know, rather than buying it offline. Now, a few observations, and and I want to make sure that we stay on time, but thank you for that. Yeah, we're, we're good on, we, we've got about uh, six more minutes or so. But um, a couple of observations, and I want you to, to answer honestly, Uh, Although I think I know the answer, and that is I think sometimes when people think of estate planning, the blue collar worker, you know, the common man tend to believe perhaps that, hey, I don't really have an estate, therefore I don't need to plan. Okay, Um, number one. And then the other thing is, is that how difficult do you think this is for children and parents? Do, Do you feel that sometimes the unwillingness of kids like I know with my parents, I didn't want to talk about their demise. You know what I mean? I, I didn't I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to bring it up because I never wanted them to think that I for one minute am more concerned about their stuff than I am the relationship that I have with them. And you just kind of hope that, you know, and then as they progress and as I saw them progress, they made it very easy for me because they, they did their own planning. But I wonder how many parents and children find this just damn difficult to talk about because it's awkward. And then I also, again, wonder how many people that should do some basic financial or estate planning don't do it, Lloyd, because they feel like, ah, I don't have any, you know, I'm just a common man. I don't need Lloyd Welling and American Wills and Estates to do my work. You know, I, the kids will figure it out. What, what do you think? Tom, you're spot on. I mean, the, the most common mistake that people make, they hear estate planning and they immediately associate that with great wealth. Oh, I don't need estate planning. That's Got for it. rich people. You know, I used to have a house and some bank accounts. My kids will be able to get this sorted out. I don't need to sit down and do estate planning. Nothing could be further from the truth. As you might imagine, the vast majority of people don't need to get into complexities. Only a small percentage of my clients, maybe 5%, do we get into irrevocable trusts or things of that nature with an eye towards asset preservation or wealth preservation or protection from nursing home spend down and things like that. The vast majority of the clients are hardworking people, uh, blue collar middle class that have worked, acquired a home, have some savings, have some basic assets and often don't have any of these things in place. They don't have a will, they don't have a power of attorney they have nothing. And when the kids, like you said, it's such a difficult subject to broach because as soon as you say to your parents, you know, mom, dad, I think you should get a will. The first thing the parents think out of the box is, wow, I must be getting really old. Death is right around the corner. <laughs> you know, that's why are they raising yes. this issue? That, that, right. that makes me nervous. Yeah. Or they think like you said. Run right to the mirror and take a look right, at it. What's you know? going on? I must be really close to death that they're pushing me to go see an estate lawyer. <laughs> um, or two, like you said, though, it's difficult because the children don't want to make it seem like that's a big deal. I'm not concerned about what I get from my parents. Right what I told 
you know, I lost my dad in November. My mom, thank God, is still living. But what I've told them both over the years, countless times is, hey, you know what the best estate planning for the two of you is? Enjoy your money. You earned it. Spend it. Go on vacation. Take a trip. If there's something yeah, there, right when on. you both leave this planet, great. If there's not, oh, well. Um, it, I know this, Tom. If I knew when my last day on earth was, you can bet your bottom dollar that I'd spend my last dollar before I checked out. Um, but parents that have worked and they want to leave their kids something, it doesn't have to be difficult to do that. You know, reducing that to a writing to a will is not a difficult thing. And well, in theory, you could write a will on a napkin with a crayon and have a valid document that could be probated. I'd like to think that an attorney can offer something a little better than that, you know, and address some of the potential yes. needs or concerns that may come up. Um, the other thing, parents, you know, you'd be surprised how many clients I have that never sat down with an attorney and yet they have a special needs child or somebody that they know is going to require long-term care after they're gone mm -hmm. and they haven't addressed that which is just a disaster waiting to happen. And that's when things like special needs yeah. trust Boy, come is. into play. So it, every client is unique in terms of what their needs will be. And I, unlike so many of my fellow estate planning attorneys, because look, I don't make my living doing $75 wills and $100 powers of attorney. I, there's no doubt that I make my living probating estates. Yet if I'm ethical, and I sure would like to think that I am, as an estate planning attorney also, my job is to educate my clients on what steps they can take to avoid probate. So that when they're gone, their kids don't have to rush back to me or another estate attorney. So that's a whole element of this. A lot of estate attorneys look at it and they go, well, I'm not really gonna counsel them too much on what steps they can take, because I want that will to come back to me. I want to probate it someday. I've never really looked at Court. it that way. Right, right, right. You know, I, I look at it as my job Good for is you, to man. help yeah. you not to just build a, you know, room full of wills that are going to come back to me someday. There's there's plenty of that. Uh, right. We live in Allegheny County, which you may know as being in the insurance side of things. We have the second most elderly population base here in Allegheny County of anywhere in the country, short of Dade County, Florida. So there are a lot of older people in this county and a lot of them have taken no steps at all with respect to estate planning. And it, my word of advice is do something, stop procrastinating and don't worry that it's going to be some big deal and that you're going to be necessarily in front of some stuffy attorney that's going to charge thousands of dollars to do this. It doesn't have to be that at all. Uh, I think if, if there's any, probably my number one appeal to the people that I meet with is I, as you might be able to tell from this, I'm quite down to earth. I don't put on airs. Um, you very <laughs> seldom will find me in a suit and tie unless I'm going to court or uh, going to be appearing in front of a judge. Most of the time when I'm sitting in my office, it's in, you know, khakis and a golf shirt. And uh, 
I try to talk to my clients as I'd want them to talk to me in straight English so they understand what's going on right and on. they don't have a lot of concerns and they're not confused by this. So that's my story, Tom. Yeah. It, you're an educator and I, I think that I like it, man. I like it, you know, and, and I uh, I can see that pe pe why people would relate well with you. And obviously they do relate well with you, you know, and, and this is important. So, you know, to our listening audience, I, I want to tell you um, that when my father died, actually, when my father was alive, uh, you know, we had the talk and he, thank goodness, Lloyd, by the way, he initiated it. But he had a roll top desk, which is now my roll top desk because uh, he left it for me. Right. But he, he uh, rolled me over near the desk and in the bottom right hand drawer, he said, he said, now, listen, someday when I'm gone, it's always said someday when I'm gone, this envelope here, I want you to open it up. And he opened it for me and it just had a step by step handwritten on uh, federal legal rule pad. He worked for uh, ERTA, Energy Research and Development. Um, and it was just, okay, number one, contact Social Security. Number two, here's my will. This is, you know, and then here's what I want you to do for mother. And here's this account. And, and then they had done, you know, simple wills. They had the uh, durable power of attorney. I think they had the, um, the medical power wills. of attorney too, you know, forsaking and living will. Yeah. But I want to tell you something. When he passed, <clears throat> what people have to plan for, is that when you love somebody and they pass, you're not, my state of mind was such that I could follow instructions, but it, I wasn't probably making the best decisions on my own. So I found that their willingness to pre-plan and then broach the subject with me was a very caring and loving decision because all I had to do was follow instructions. And I knew I was capable of doing that. And then the other thing is, is that among, and I only had one, one sibling, but you know, with families that, you know, everybody has an opinion about how things should go down. And what's nice with proper planning is that I was able to reference at this point that the opinion that matters was dad's opinion or mother's opinion and they had it memorialized in writing therefore we did you know we just had to do what they said makes it so easy man so easy and i think in 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 light of the fact you know being on the insurance side of it you know i i've sold life insurance and i've helped people settle claims and I found, Lloyd, that when it comes to property and value and money and whatever, those can be challenging times with relationships. So once again, having a good attorney like Lloyd Willing and, uh, and pre-planning with American wills and estates, um, whatever it costs you, the $1,000 or 450 or 350 or whatever, you invest in it will pay off in spades when it comes to peace and making a difficult situation navigable, right? Proper planning prevents poor performance. I've told my kids that, you know, for 50 years, and that that's that that applies to many aspects of life. But certainly, friends, uh, end of life planning, and I, and I hope you get this. You don't have to be a person of means 
to want or need good estate planning. Um, estate plan. You have an estate. Might be a little estate. Might be a medium sized estate. Might be a large estate. But you have something, and you and you want it to go where you want it to go. Your children, they may not want it, but they don't want it to be squandered either. And you don't want it to be squandered. So I want you to, if you have a need, I want you to consider reaching out to my friend and somebody that that has helped me and my family, Lloyd Welling, American Wills and Estates. Lloyd's a local guy. Uh, He's one of us and I trust him and I think you would enjoy working with him as well. Lloyd, you've been an awesome guest, man. Thanks for taking your time out of a busy time to be a a part of uh, the Tom Yakupin podcast. Any closing remarks? I'm delighted that we finally got the opportunity to to actually have this little back and forth. Um, It's a great way to get that information out to folks. And the the most important thing, like you were saying, is a little bit of pre-planning goes so far in preventing difficult arguments after parents die. Um, Emotions run high, and if there's no planning in place, I've watched children fight each other, you know, tooth and nail over it, crazy stuff that could have been easily prevented by the parent reducing to a writing what their intentions were. So, yeah, that's the real takeaway is get it, get it put aside in an envelope. It sits there. You don't have to think about it once you've done it. You know, it's in the the roll top desk or the file cabinet, but it's there. If it should do anything for the parents and having that in place, it's providing them some peace of mind. So, Tom, thank you very much for having me on. It's been awesome. It's been a pleasure, buddy. A pleasure. Folks, thanks for joining in. Tom Yakupin, the Tom Yakupin Podcast. Appreciate your time. If you like us, like us online. Share us with your friends. Bye for now. Special thanks to West Penn Life and Health, one of our sponsors. You can find them online at westpenlife.com, specializing in affordable life, health, Medicare, and retirement solutions.